Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to Voice America. Thank you for tuning in today to the Variety Channel to the Space of the Waste. I am your host, Melody Edmondson. Today, we're going to talk about inverted triangle body shape. And I have a wonderful guest on the show today who is really kind of between inverted triangle and hourglass. She is a tall, and when most people look at her, they would just think of her as hourglass. Uh, she's actually tall and um, kind of borderlining between the two. Uh, Renee is also going to talk to us about some surprise things later. <laughs> if you have not tuned in before, or even if you have and have missed some of our episodes, please go to www.voiceamerica.com and you may listen to the last four episodes uh, from the weeks before. Don't miss Body Geometry with uh, Laura Tanzer and uh, Triangle Body Shape with Linda Rompel and Mike Dees in Knit Dressing, fabulous shows. My first show was about the guidebook, which is also important because that's the first book you need to buy. And then you only need one book, more book and that will be your body by your waist length. But for me, I bought Hourglass Short-Waisted and Square Short-Waisted because I'm kind of borderline between those two. So if you're a borderliner, you may have to buy three books. Okay. Um, the inverted triangle body shape is very similar to Hourglass because the top of the body, you have a nice shoulder, bust line and a smaller waist. A, I mean, smaller waist than your shoulders. But then when it gets to the hips on 90% of inverted triangle body shapes, the waist and the hips are, are pretty close to the same number. And I realize that isn't the case with Renee because she's more of an hourglass. Uh, but um, the inverted triangle for the most part has a flatter butt, not a real tiny waist and very small hips, okay? And uh, in that body shape, most of the weight gain is in the stomach. The, if there is any weight gain. Usually there's always a way, I'm gonna quote myself here, Usually there's always a way to adapt a fashion trend for your body shape and for your particular waist placement. But when it comes to daily dressing, it's your waist placement, not seasonal trends and not your weight that is the defining factor for your clothing selections. It's your waist placement. So remember that. I've had some people ask me about the torso. What about the torso? I have a long torso. I have a short torso. Well, that doesn't really matter either. It just so happens that most long torso women have short legs and long necks and long arms, but short legs. Most short torso women have very long arms and long legs, but often short waists, but not all short torsos have short waists. Some of them have long waists. Not all long torsos have long waists. Some of them have short waist or balance waisted. So don't pay attention. I'm not dealing with a torso here. I'm dealing with where your waist nips in and right at the bottom of your bust line, that actually it's you can feel one of your ribs right under there. That line straight down to where your waist nips in is your space of the waist. And that's what I've trademarked. And that's the space I'm talking about when I'm talking about the space of the waist. This uh, radio show is a compliment to my book series. 
that I wrote for each body shape, the six body shapes, circle, square, triangle, inverted triangle, hourglass, rectangle, balance short or long-waisted. And in book one, you'll, you can uh, read all about how to measure. Now, the other thing about an inverted triangle, I personally, and in the modern era, I love larger shoulders. I say rocket, put the epaulette, put the pads, I don't care. I think that great shoulders are just absolutely wonderful. But old school was let's minimize the shoulders a little bit so they balance with your hips more and don't look so big. If, you, if you're from that school, then the way to minimize shoulders is to cut up the space. In other words, um, wear teeny tiny spaghetti straps or crisscross all over the place, front and back. Um, do bare little tops and the darker colors on the top and the lighter colors on the bottom. Uh, this would be a way of minimalizing. Now, I'm, I also tend to like a raglan sleeve on a broader shoulder, but I have worked with women that don't like um, raglan sleeves because then their shoulders aren't square. They feel it drops the eye, so they don't like it. But I, I do like it on a, on a substantial shoulder to have a drop shoulder or a raglan sleeve jacket or blouse or shirt or sweater. I like it, but I think, you know, you look in the mirror and you see if you think you look beautiful. I'm sure I will. <laughs> but these are things that are unchangeables. Your bone structure or what I call the unchangeables. Changeables are like fat, water, muscle, um, any kind of uh, excess uh, girth that you may have. Have, or even if it's good stuff, like lots of muscle, if you're a bodybuilder or a swimmer, you may have lots of muscle on your body, but that may come and go. That may come and go. And so what I like to work with is the, um, the bone structure itself. So keep that in mind. The other thing I wanna bring up again is the, at whatever you feel is your asset. And in a, an inverted triangle. I still feel that that top V part of the body is a huge asset, be it the bust line and the shoulders and V-necks and uh, collars that open, okay? I wouldn't close up the top area that much. That's what I like. And it also, if you have a little bit of a shorter waist, you won't want to wear anything belted and you won't want to have any seams uh, going horizontally across the waist. It's just like every short waisted. You want to have knits or you want to have sheath dresses or you want to have straight line dresses. You can have a line dresses, but no seam at the waist. And if you're gonna wear a belt and you're short-waisted inverted triangle, just like with every other body shape, you have to wear the belt at the hips. And um, if you are a rectangle or an inverted triangle with narrow hips that are about the size of your waist, then you can certainly pull it down right under your waist and nobody's gonna know the difference because your waist and your hips are the same size. But if you are a borderline uh, between, like I am a borderline between hourglass and square, so there's no way I can ever put it on my waist or right under my waist because right under my waist are my hips because my hips are also high and just about 10 inches wider than my waist. So that is not going to work. So, but for the most part, when you're narrow, at the thigh and hip area, you can just bring the belt down a little bit below the waist on a, like say a knitted dress that has no vertical lines on it, or I mean any uh, horizontal lines on it so that you can place that belt wherever it looks the best on you. And for the most part with other jackets, other than the raglan sleeve and um, maybe keeping the deeper, darker color on the top 
and the lighter colors on the bottom, not totally and completely necessary. Uh, but say if you had a two-tone jacket, have the light color be in the body, and then you could have your dark sleeves, and even the fashion puff sleeves and all of that. I, I see nothing wrong when you're a very narrow triangle to do that. Otherwise, uh, you can bring it in a little bit and stay away from those things and just do a nice shoulder and not exaggerate in any way that area if you want it to, to look more the size of your hips. The other thing I wanna bring up for skirts, and this is, uh, you can do just about whatever you want if you're balanced or long-waisted and you're an inverted triangle. You can wear pleats, you can wear shearing, you can do tearing, faggoting, ruching, embroidery, trupunto, just about anything you desire. But if you're short-waisted, you, you need to have the stitch down and then pleated, the flat front, and then gourd or then all of the detail. It can be stitched down or and then crystal pleated or fortuny pleated like fortuny, or it could be flat and then gourd or flat and then have pieces like the car wash skirts that have these long flowing pieces or it can be flat in the front and then all the detail is on the skirt, or it can be tiered, it can be trumpeted. There's a million things you can do, but just don't have it too gathered at the waist because you're going to need to wear your top on the outside of your skirt, not tucked in. That is so you can elongate visually where your waist placement is. You can pull the top down and put the belt on your hips. Okay, or if you're narrow hipped below your waist to make it look like your waist is two or three inches longer. If you're if you have hips, put them on your hips and then wear your skirt. And also, if you're short waisted, it's a good idea to if you're extremely short waisted, like three to four inches or more or five. I like longer, leaner jackets with absolutely no pockets, like longer and leaner. And that way, the whole line's longer and leaner. If you're tall and you're long and you're lean already, like Renee or my friend Kelly, then obviously you can you can just put your top uh, a little longer and then wear your short jacket because you're already so long and lean anyway. But on shorter people or even average height, or I would say even five, four and under, um, I would not wear a short jacket, I would do a longer leaner jacket because you want to keep that two thirds to one third, that golden ratio divine proportion in mind. Because when you look at someone, you don't want to see more than that. You don't want to see like a box on the top and very, very, very long straw skinny legs. You want a little bit more proportion. However, I do like all the geometric dresses, be it a triangle dress, be it a square dress, be it a rectangle dress, a shift dress, a sheath dress, a chemise dress. All of those look fabulous on inverted triangle, whether you're balanced, long, or short-waisted. I do like flowy things. Uh, I like flowy things and prints and any colors on inverted triangle. Um, it's just if you're short-waisted and you're going to mix prints, I would indeed do the same on the top and the bottom if you're short-waisted. If you're long-waisted, sure, you can break it up. You know, do a lighter print on the on the top and a darker one on the bottom, or I mean, darker on the top and lighter on the bottom, sure. And I don't think if you're a tall, like Renee, uh, 5'11", you do not have to worry about the scale of your print. You can wear a tiny, you can wear a medium, you can wear a great big, huge print if you want to, especially when you're tall and lean. So I think it's important that also with inverter triangle that you can do a lot of detailing and that is super fun to be able to do all of that. Trousers, you can, again, I like flat front and flares because flares balance everything, boot cut or flares. I don't like pleated trousers, flat front or best. And um, I would say 
with trousers. You can go about any color you want if you're inverted triangle, but if you want to look larger, keep with the light colors on the bottom if you're real super skinny down there. Uh, otherwise, if you're more of an hourglass, you can pretty much do whatever color you want. Um, and I think with that, I'm just gonna say with layering, you just wanna be a little careful. You don't wanna overload your top, uh, but long lean vests are wonderful over t-shirts or blouses. Uh, you can use that second, third layer, uh, you know, a jacket or a vest or a vest and then a jacket. Uh, you can wear a dress and a vest. Lots of things you can do with layering in the summer or in the fall with sweater vests. Okay, we're going to stop now. I'm going to go to commercial break and I'll be right back to introduce you to my beautiful guest, Renee Powers. C. Melody Edmondson has created a book series, The Space of the Waste. The book series may be found on Amazon.com. You'll want to purchase book one first. Your fashion guide based on body shape and the space of the waist. This is a new method of measuring, including the first guidebook. There are a total of 19 volumes that focus on different body shapes and waist lengths and how to make the space of the waist work for you. Find the space of the waist guides on Amazon.com. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. You are listening to The Space of the Waste. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to thespaceofthewaste at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. I'd like to introduce a very special friend of mine, Renee Powers. She is also a professional real estate agent here in Tucson, Arizona area and all the surrounding areas. And she has sold me two houses and she has sold two of those houses and found me my third. Renee is a very talented woman um, and she has her doctorate PhD in spiritual counseling. She's talented in yoga. She's talented in singing. She's talented in healing through Tibetan bowls, and she has uh, read a multitude of books. We often share our books. Uh, Renee does a lot of charitable work in town here, especially for the wildlife in the area. And I do understand, Renee, I think you ride motorcycles very fast. <laughs> <laughs> how fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Renee is also interested in motor cross biking or something like that. <laughs> is that oh, the... 
My yeah. husband and I are fans of MotoGP, which is motorcycle racing. Yeah. Okay. We watch that. We don't do that. <laughs> ah, okay. You don't do it. You watch it. Well, let me ask you a few questions uh, about uh, clothing, since you happen to be an inverted triangle, borderline hourglass, a little bit more to the hourglass, but, and just barely, if any, uh, just barely short-waisted. But Renee, you're so tall, you're 5'11". Where do you find your trousers and your pants, trousers, jeans? Where do you find them long enough for you? Can you give suggestions to our listeners? If you're a long, tall girl, where's your go-to place or places or brands, whichever it is, for your for your bottoms? You know, pants, skirts, that kind of thing. Jeans. Yeah. Well, thank you, first of all, for that introduction. That was amazing. I need to hear that. Thank you. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I know a lot about you. <laughs> I, know, I know. We go back away. So thank you, Melody. And, yeah. and I loved the previous segment. I learned a lot about the inverted triangle and all of your books, which of course I have read. And I think they've been so valuable to me. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, having a, um, very professional job as a realtor where I have to dress professionally and then having other hobbies like um, athletics, yoga, and then of course, riding a motorcycle, you know. The- <laughs> yeah, and running on every continent. <laughs> yeah, that too, you have to have a multitude of clothes that kind of go with each one of those facets of your personality and your hobbies and what you're doing. And uh, jeans is always a staple, right? For everyone, I mean, mm-hmm. it's- here in the Southwest, um, practically a part of our uniform, but you want to get good, good looking jeans. <laughs> and you're right. It's, I have a 36 inch leg inseam, um, which is very tall, <laughs> very hard to find, but it's not just pants. Um, it's jackets and blouses and sleeves that are long enough as yes. well. So, yes. You know, I, I know it's hard for petite gals as well, but they can always have things hemmed and taken up. It's hard for me to add fabric on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So who carries them? Where well, do you right end up? Now, yeah, my fa- I, ha- I do have a favorite go-to brand in jeans right okay. now. Um, and that's NYDJ. It's not your daughter's jeans. Okay. And they sell them at several different places. I have seen them at Saks. I've seen them at Nordstrom's. I've seen them online. Um, they make a 36 inseam. They do. They make tall and um, regular and petite. And I think they even make extra tall. But I find their tall is perfect fit. Wow. The beautiful length it gives just enough of a break at the ankle you know where you want it to hit on your shoe and they have all different silhouettes from uh, high waist mid waist whatever mm-hmm. and then straight and flare and high mid low waist and yes yes well good good to know not my mother's jeans good to know what about just my dj not my daughter's not my daughter's jeans oh excuse me that makes a lot of difference not my daughter's (laughs) jeans okay (laughs) i don't want my mother's either but i don't want my my jeans okay what about pants like like trouser pants like you know flat front nice slacks so to speak Mm-hmm. Where do you where do you find those? I've seen you wear white and black and navy. Where do you find those? Yeah, I I like so I have different places that I go because it is hard and they don't always you know carry exactly what you like. But um, I find that Ann Taylor, Anthropology, uh, Banana Republic, you know, kind of those mid range affordable brands carry tall. Okay. Not sure though. That's the hitch. <laughs> you go online. online. Yep. And so you have it's kind of a lot of trial and error. You buy a lot, but you can return to the store if you have one locally, or you know, just ship it back. Yeah. Um, but what that is what I've found. I've tried to go into the stores that I know make tall and they don't carry carry them. Yep. I've heard that about um the the shorter lengths too. For like Linda with petite, so she'll buy an ankle pant, right. a regular ankle pant 
and then it'll fit her like a regular pant right. on her. She's not short, but she has short legs. Yeah. yeah. I always thought she was short, but I figured I was just looking at her legs and forgetting that she was actually as tall as I am. She's five seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Jackets. What about jackets to find them with, you know, wider shoulders and you only have a 26 inch waist? How do you find a jacket that is wide enough in the shoulders and narrow? Do I just have to take them all in? A lot of them. Yes. You have to have tailored. And I do pretty much always have to buy separates too. Yes. Yes. My top. I do have broad shoulders and my top is different than my bottom. And so it's, it's tailoring and separates. Okay. And that would be for skirts too. You find them long enough. Like if you want a midi skirt or a T length skirt, do you have to buy a long skirt and hem it up to T length? <gasps> right. My secret on that is kind of um, the same with some pants. Thank goodness, like ankle pants or like longer capris or in style, because I can just buy regular <laughs> for other people and they're like ankle on me. Or at that point, then I can take something up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. And what about getting t-shirts that are skinny enough and the right and still fit your shoulders? Like if you wanted to get a puffs, like a long sleeve t-shirt, not a tank top. Mm-hmm. How do you find them with the shoulder in the right place? Just don't get seams. Do they make those without seams on the shoulders? I haven't seen any without seams, but still it's looking for tall. If they carry oh, talls, yeah. you have to buy tall t-shirts and yeah. a small, a tall, extra small and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. And then they're long enough. Yes. In the length. Okay. In the, right. In the length of the body, because then it's cut on a different frame. It's cut for tall, right? So the, shoulder, yeah. the, the sleeve length is different. The body, the length of the body. So it doesn't end up being like a crop top. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What about shoes? I mean, do you, do you wear like a nine and a half or more and you have to find or tens and then maybe a triple A or double A medium with, okay. I don't have any, I've never had a problem. Okay. I've noticed shoes now, but I'm looking online, just with my research, that there's 10s and 11s and sometimes 12s and all these different widths I've never heard of. Even in designer shoes, I saw a site and it had like C and D width of designer shoes. Like Jimmy Choo was a particular one. And I think it was Christian Louboutin. I'm not sure on Christian, but anyway, I thought, oh, wow. See width more inclusive, like all yeah, yeah. I think that everything is more like that now than than ever before. Um, Something I want to ask you because uh, I know you and I have spoken about it before, but uh, I'm just kind of slipping this in on you. But I know you have a very uh, profound spiritual practice that you uh, don't deviate from, and you do it every morning. And we've talked about how we feel that the inside comes to the outside. And if your spirit is happy uh, and your soul is happy, it comes through in your being, you know, on your face, in maybe your selections of the clothes you wear. I don't know. But for the most part, just who you are as you are and your feeling about yourself your self-love and your self-honor and your self-respect, I think, increases monumentally. I mean, it's really an epic thing to have a spiritual practice that you're dedicated to. I don't think there's any other better gift you can give yourself. And then that is giving that self to the world is better also. Will you tell me a little bit about yours? Would you mind sharing it? And what, what do you think is important that people would practice daily uh, in order to feel better about themselves and more empowered and have more self-honor and self-respect? Sure. I think um, it actually does kind of have something to do with fashion in the sense that what is the one thing that always looks good on everyone? A smile. (laughs) A smile. (laughs) Right? 
And, and what? Confidence. Oh, yes. Confidence. Yes. And yes. how we feel confident is feeling good in our own skin. In the inside. Yes. Right. Because like you said, then that radiates out. And really, you can be wearing anything. And if you feel great about yourself, that's what's going to show to the world. That's right. That's right. I agree completely. Um, my my personal practice. <laughs> yes. It, it is uh, personal. It is what I do every single day and have for years and years and years and years. Uh, I'll, I'll give a, a brief outline. Um, but it's, it's so much more than just my morning practice. I'll share my morning practice. But it's also how you honor yourself throughout the day, the entire day. So it's not something you just do and then kind of check off a checklist. Like, yeah. okay, I did my meditation. Okay, now what's next? It's something that you want to carry with you and feel on the inside. But so I wake up very early. Um, part of that is because I like to, and part of that is because I want to get up before my husband and our dogs so that I can have a quiet time to myself. Yes. Uh, so I get up at five every day. And I have like that magic hour all to myself and the house is still and it's quiet outside and I will get up and I, and I kind of break it up into 20 minute increments. I start um, the first 20 minutes of my day with a meditation and then the next 20 minutes I spend journaling and then the next 20 minutes I spend reading some kind of spiritual writing or something. And then when my husband and dogs get up and and life starts, right? And the camp comes at us. I am beginning from a very grounded, peaceful place. Absolutely. It's just, um, I couldn't imagine starting my day without it. Yeah. Well, you always look stunning. And and I I feel that you always feel great. And if you don't, we talk about it. (laughs) You know, but- Bad day, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's great. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, you eat organic too, as well, don't you, Renee? I do. I eat all organic and a total plant-based diet. Okay. All plants, and I like it. I, so I was I became vegetarian in two thousand, and then I switched to completely plant-based in twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, and love it and. And I'm an athlete, you know, I'm a marathon runner. I've done a full Ironman um, and, it, and it actually fuels me eating plants. <laughs> and it, a lot of people are amazed by that and think yeah. I do all of that working out and everything. But there's, um, if you know how to eat and combine foods and, and the re- it's so easy to find that information too. It's not difficult to figure yes. it out because everything's out there now more so than 10 years ago. Yeah, oh, sure. Um, it's really easy. And, and plants have a lot of protein inherently. So they do. They do. But it makes me feel um, I don't want to bring toxins into my system. You know, there's enough of that just in the, being in the world, you know, pollution yeah. and different things that we can't control. So for me, um, what I can control, I do. And, and the rest is just okay. That's part of life. Yeah. I understand. I'll share a little story with about Renee and me. Uh, I was, when I was living in California, in um, Aptos, California, which is in Santa Cruz County, I think, um, I had a big rug delivered for this huge family room that I had had built onto my house there. And it was just a beautiful day and it was really sunny and you could see the ocean. And I was like, Oh great. My rug's coming today. Well, this guy called me from FedEx and said that it was too big for the truck because he just has a little, looks like a golf cart, but it's bigger than that. But he said, I'm not going to be able to, and I had the same guy and he said, I'm not going to be able to get this in my truck. And I got, are you sure it can hang out? You know, it could hang out the back, put a flag on it. You know, that's what they do with tote when people have tow trucks. He goes, okay, but you're going to have to help me. And I said, okay, I'll help you. He goes, I'm a little guy. I go, that's fine. Cause I was, you know, working out with Scotty. Then I thought I was yay, ready for a weightlifting championship <laughs> or something. So here comes my little 
FedEx guy and we carry this rug in. And when we're laying it on the floor, I hear a loud pop in my arm. And I go, oh, wow. But I just kept working, you know, we got the rug laid, he left. And then I realized I'd really done something to my arm. And that was about 2000, not what, 1990, maybe 1998. Four years later, I'm in um, Tucson. And wasn't it four years? Yeah, it might have been six years. I can't remember if it was 2006 or 2004. But anyway, many years later, <laughs> but under 10, I moved to Tucson. And, you know, I'm just couldn't even get my arm uh, behind my back or lifted up or anything else. And I remember I was doing yoga with Renee and Renee goes, what's with your arm? And I said, you know what? I don't know. I just, I think I pulled something when I was arranging the rug and I've never been able to get it fixed because I've been to several chiropractors and doctors and everybody says, well, I don't know what you've done. You know, it looks like it's not broken. You know, I've done an MRI. There's not, nothing broken, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, Renee goes, I have an idea. She had gotten some Tibetan bowls and she says, I'm actually been playing with these. And I think that and maybe it will help you because it's about frequency. And I'd been studying frequency and Renee had been studying frequency. So I said, I am just up for anything to get me out of this. So anyway, I went to Renee. I booked a 45-minute session. I went in. She played her uh, bowls, which were very beautiful. And I left. I went home. And that night while I'm in bed... I hear the loudest pop you've ever heard, like a loud, loud pop. And I started moving my arm around, you know, and my dog actually jumped up, you know, <laughs> Gabby's like, <laughs> you know, jumped up like, uh, what's going on? And it was my, my arm had no pain anymore. That one session healed my arm. So that's my story about Renee and her Tibetan bowls. I think that <clears throat> that was very surprising to me because I'd had the pain for so long, but I really do believe a tendon or something or something a lot had been twisted around to the wrong side of my arm or something like to the back or something and needed to come back around kind of kind of like if you put uh your sleeve on inside out or something and had to change it or had the left arm in the right arm and on a jacket and didn't have it on right well anyway renee is there anything else you can tell me about things that you do that could help anyone with their, um, maybe for yoga, because I know a lot of people do yoga. Is there anything within yoga? Because I think yoga is very spiritual. It isn't just exercise. To me, it's all about alignment. Helps you with your digestion and all of that. I mean, I think yoga is wonderful. I don't, don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you do. So long. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're still doing a lot of yoga, right? Yes, I am. You're still, yeah. Okay. I thought so. Um, well, uh, as far as getting back a little bit to um, the triangle body shape, what I might do is talk about some differences that there are um, with triangle, inverted, I mean, inverted triangle and hourglass. Um, the hourglass, the measurements for the shoulder, and the hips are the same. Whereas an inverted triangle, the shoulder is wider by more than two inches. So if your hips, for instance, were 32 and your shoulders were 42, that's 10 inches different. So you would know you were inverted triangle. Usually it's not quite that extreme, but it can be six inches, like 38 inch shoulders and 32 inch hips. And usually with, um, uh, 
inverted triangle. The most women that I meet, they always keep their top button of their pants undone because their waist is bigger or just as big as their hips, but they don't have that in. They keep that button open and they, you know, they would have like 35 inch waist and a 36 or 38 inch hips. And then 43 or 44 inch shoulders and it's a very beautiful shape and it it appears for the most part just like when they're sitting down they're hourglass it's just that when they stand up they don't have the wider hips so they all 99 of them think they're hourglass and instead of inverted triangle unless they're um much if they're very tall they tend to get it more than if they're shorter or five, like five, four, five, 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 six, uh, and under, they, they think they're hourglass for the most part. They just think they don't have big hips. So what, you know, but they're not thinking about the scale of the hip to the shoulder and the difference that that would make in order to be an hourglass. All bodies are beautiful. It's just a matter of, if you're going to dress it the best to look the very best that you possibly can and have all the confidence that you can have, um, then it's best to know what your body shape is and to dress accordingly. So that's what I have about that. And back to the short waisted part again, whether it's inverted triangle or hourglass. Um, now hourglass, like usually, usually always have, they do have the hips that are as wide as their shoulders. So, it, but they're not as long. It doesn't really, for, for all the experience that I've had dressing women, it does not um, look inappropriate for them to wear their belts on their hips. And usually it's a substantial belt, not a skinny little belt. You want to wear a substantial belt. And I don't care if like if the dress is a camo knitted or a camo, you know, these Norma Kamali fitted and fishtail flared bottoms look amazing on uh, any, any size woman, uh, even the larger size woman that's tall uh, can carry that off with a hip belt. Yep. A hip belt. And I think with the short waisted, it's, very flattering to do the longer necklaces, longer, leaner necklaces, longer, leaner scarves, and larger handbags. I think your bags, when you're either hourglass or inverted triangle, uh, for either of those body shapes, and circle and square, um, and triangle, I would do a medium to large bag, not teeny tiny bag. A teeny tiny bag really only works on a rectangle if she's very narrow. Otherwise, it just looks like you're carrying your you know, your daughter or your niece's tiny little purse. I know with evening bags and everything you want, and some of these little bags are in style that hang down and they and they dangle. It might work more like an accessory if you if you use it that way, um, more like at a bracelet or something. Maybe with three of them. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I would probably wear three of them. No, but I do think uh, the small bags look totally ridiculous. I I doesn't keep me from buying them. I found a beautiful antique one on Etsy, and it was by. Rat, ratto, I think it is. They make shoes and bags. And I don't know if they still do, but they did. And they were quite expensive in the day. Uh, so I had to buy this bag. It was suede and it had uh, 14 karat gold plated hardware on it. And on the strap looked very much like a Chanel, but it was still a very good brand. And I buy it and I really just wasn't thinking, or I would have known because she did have the dimensions on it. And it said she, she wouldn't, uh, she probably would have taken it back, but I didn't even want to send it back. It was just too, it was a gorgeous little jewel. And I figured if it wasn't for me, I always have my, my niece, Kelly, who's like a size two and 
five five and she too is inverted triangle short waisted I think I'm not not exactly sure I haven't measured her or she may be borderline hourglass as well but she's a teeny bit short waisted but anyway I knew she can always wear anything tiny that's the point she is tiny so I can always give her the tiny things and they're going to fit her and so I asked her if she wanted it she said she did but I think one of the things we can all do when we're trying to find clothing or accessories is get on Etsy, get on some of these sites, antique stores, uh, anything like where you can find something unusual, where you can find something unusual. My sister today had a, she said, oh, I couldn't wait to wear this necklace so that uh, to show the, the grand, the grandkids. And, you know, she's got six grandchildren now, Penny. And so she had this necklace on, and I'm trying to think, I remember working with that. Where was I? Where was I living? What was I doing? I probably made it in Chicago. Uh, it might have been when I lived in San Antonio. I really can't remember. She's, don't you remember making this? Anyway, it had all of these little wooden, um, uh, I not want to say cartoon, but fictional people on it. Okay, and animals, and they were all hand painted. And then there were other things on it, like watches and keys and all kinds of stuff. And it was this necklace, but it was pretty big. You know, it was a real statement piece. And I know I remember going to Paris where I saw people wearing something similar. And I came home and I guess I made a few and sent her one. And she had it on today and they, the kids got a kick out of it. I thought it was really really cute. And it looks really today now, you know, to wear something like that with all the designers doing these cartoon clothes and using all the action figures on clothing and everything. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of the action clo uh, clothing on the designer and couture gowns, but uh, Heidi Klum had it on and she could pull it off. I'm sure Renee could, but I'm not going to be donning it anytime soon. Um, but I think with um, inverted triangle, like a lot of the body um, shape, well, like the body shape that's closest to it, hourglass, uh, sometimes a rectangle, but rectangle doesn't have the shoulders, can wear, um, I think you tend to want to feminize that linear space. And that would mean whether a ruffle, I remember when I was helping Renee find her wedding gown uh, that we tried on, oh, and she looked fabulous in all of these column dresses and all these very structured, serious gowns that were lean and lean and mean. But you know what? She was getting married outside and we wanted something more feminine and romantic. So we found the perfect one with ruffles and it was just gorgeous. You have to look, you have to look. And I think it's it's about what's, what's the occasion and where are you gonna be? And whose occasion is it? Is it yours or is it someone else's? That's probably the big question about things like that. Uh, is it your wedding or are you attending a wedding? Like I helped somebody with, with what, she was mother of bride. And it ended up to me when I saw the pictures, I just thought it was the perfect dress because her daughter's dress was very, very simple. And I had found her a beautiful uh, navy silk, matte silk charmeuse dress from Thea. And it just looked fantastic because it wasn't overdone, you know, had a little bit of a full sleeve and it had a little bit of a surplus at the waist and it flowed, but not too wide. And when I saw her daughter's dress and the other daughter that was a bridesmaid, it, it worked out perfectly. Absolutely. And it ended up that she and her daughter both wore navy. So I thought that was wonderful that they had both had deep, dark navy on. But I think that's another thing that helps us with our selections other than what's in the books is um, not only your inner beauty coming to the outside, as Renee's been talking about, but also the um, um, fact that when you're buying for, for your work, like Renee was saying, for her very professional 
job. She's taking millions of dollars. She's handling millions of dollars for people. They want to trust in her integrity to handle that money. And then when she's running in another continent in a marathon or triathlon, she has to have the clothing that can get her through that. And ditto with her yoga clothes or her motorcycling, motorcycling or biking, whatever she may be doing. And I think every woman today has multifaceted lives. And I know I didn't pay attention to it when I was younger because I just wanted to wear what I wanted to wear. And I didn't ever consider um, uh, the other people that were going to be there or whose day was it and not to outshine or outdo or something like that. I didn't even think about that. I just wanted to wear whatever I could afford at the time as cute as I could find, you know, that's really how I thought of it. I just didn't think of it. And when everybody was always saying, well, well, what are they going to be wearing? I didn't care. I mean, I didn't care what anybody wore to me half the time they dressed wrong. I mean, I would think an occasion warranted the dignity of a dress or the occasion warranted the dignity of heels. And so I just used my own mind on how I felt you should dress and that later I found kind of led to me being a leader on that, on what to wear. And people would start coming to me, what are you going to wear to this party or that party? <laughs> and that was in Kansas City and that was in New York also. So it was kind of fun. But I just said, well, what I think is appropriate, I'll tell you what I'm going to wear, you know, because I didn't go out and buy new things for occasions. I always I was always shopping. <laughs> so the closet was always full of all the categories of merchandise that I needed for any occasion. We only have about two minutes left. Uh, have, is there anything you want to add, Renee, that I haven't brought up that you'd like to elaborate on our last minute here? I guess just don't be afraid to try a lot of different things. I mean, I've had the trial and error, especially when you're shopping online. So just yeah. have fun with it and let it be an expression of your creativity and your inner spirit. Ah, I like that. I like that a lot. And with that, we're going to say goodbye and we will see you next Tuesday on the Space of the Waste, the variety channel of Voice America. Thank you very much. This is Melody Edmondson. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.